0: Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Birds of the Bible. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so this comes from Deacon Bonnie, correct? (laughs) This this comes from a request from Deacon Bonnie hearing me geek out for a few minutes and teasingly ask me, in the same way that you have been asking for a podcast for forever about angels, Mm -hmm. Bonnie started asking me for a podcast based on one two-minute little rant that I had. And then has been asking me to do a podcast on birds of the Bible for like three years now. Well, tell me more because the only bird of the Bible I can confidently come up with off the top of my head is a dove. Well, yes. And that's the one that I was doing a little rant about. and. Then Bonnie was like, well, see, people don't know that. You should tell people about that. And I'm like, but it takes time and energy to explain that. And I don't have the confidence of what I'm saying. So here it is. We're going to throw it out here. Okay. Because we're in the time that we are in. And so here's the story. Doves in the scripture. What do you think of when you think... Of beautiful, well, I shouldn't like start it off that way because I'm I'm leading. I'm giving you a leading question. You're leading the witness council? I'm leading the witness. What do you think of when you think of doves in scripture? I think of Noah throwing the dove out there to see if things are over. Okay. Okay. So you think of Noah. Uh-huh. And what does the dove look like? I don't know. Aren't they like sleek and white and pretty? Yeah. Right? Is there anywhere else that you can think of doves? Um, off the top of my head, no. Okay. So here's the thing. These birds come up more than just with Noah. They're pretty semiotic, rich, little critter. And they're not necessarily pretty. Because we think of doves and we're like, oh, yay, pretty, white. We release them at weddings and Mm -hmm. they flutter, 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 and they coo. They symbolize peace. They symbolize peace and all these kinds of things, like morning doves, brr, brr, right? Pretty little things. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're actually talking about birds that are more like pigeons. 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 Okay. Flying street rat. Well, this makes more sense to me because I don't associate doves with that part of the world. Like, common, normal, dime-a-dozen kind of birds. You know, as a Gen X kid, I now have Bert of Bert and Ernie singing about pigeons in my head. (laughs) Yes! And all of his pigeons. Mm -hmm. Bert with all his pigeons. Or, like, just think of all the random pigeons you've seen in the world. And not just the ones that Disney, like implants and puts into theme parks in order to make New York City look like New York City in Uh that section. But like actual go downtown and get some bombardment from flying rat pigeons and Mm -hmm. they're beautiful birds. Don't, I'm not, rats are cute. Please don't hear me saying anything negative about rats. No shade to the rats. Okay. No shade here. No shade to the pigeon. No shade to the pigeon. They're wonderful creatures. That's the point. Noah sent first a crow, the crow came back because there was no land yet, and then sent this dove, this pigeon, this common bird looking for hope, looking for peace, looking for a sign of promise, looking for the next thing that God was going to create and send after massive devastation, after incredible amounts of loss and death after an incredible amount of time waiting and mourning and cramped quarters and loss. It wasn't this beautiful, majestic, elegant, lovely creature. It's a powerful, scrappy kind of make-it-work-and-get-there-no-matter-what kind of a critter. But this bird doesn't just show up in Noah's story. This bird shows up at the baptism of Jesus. Okay. So when we hear the story of the baptism of Jesus, which is coming up, like we have Epiphany Sunday where we have the star and the magi show up right after Christmas. And we finally hear about the wise folks who show up and talk to Jesus and his family And then the next Sunday is the baptism of Jesus. And we hear the story of Jesus showing up to talk to John and the heaven is torn apart and a dove descends from heaven. And the voice of God is heard saying, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And in these tellings in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, when this story is told, this bird comes down. It's not this gorgeous, elegant creature. It is a common bird used as sacrifice by the most common of peasants. Mary and Joseph can't afford to sacrifice a lamb at the birth of their first son. They can't afford this high-end kind of a sacrifice when they come for the naming day of their son at the temple. They have to sacrifice a A dove or a... No, wait, 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 wait. How are we getting from dove to pigeon? Is this a translation thing? Translation. Okay. It's the same thing. It's the same kind of bird. So it's this kind of creature. It's this bird that is native to the area and the common bird. And so you find this bird, at least this is what I have been taught. And here's the thing. If I've been taught wrong, All of this means nothing. (laughs) The rant for nothing. But it's a really fun semiotic game. It's a rant for nothing, right? So this is why I've been like hesitant to put this out there. But if you go with me and you look at these through lines of the semiotic imagery that follows all the way through, you get this story of Noah searching for new life and finding hope. And you get this story of Mary and Joseph and not having enough, but having, you know, using a bird as what they have, this pigeon to sacrifice because it's what they have. You get Jesus finding this bird coming for him. And the reality is then that we aren't looking for something that is so far away from us to see signs of God's promise. We aren't looking for the perfect and the elegant and the pristine and the white For God's promise to be revealed to us. Yeah, but that's what we want, right? Well, now we're back to the Rolling Stones. (laughs) That's what I would say. That's what Western white Christianity wants. That's fair. I don't know that that's what all of us want, you know? Yeah. So what do you think that Deacon Bonnie found so intriguing about this rant? I think probably this idea that God is not so far away. God isn't found in the pristine and the pure. That God isn't only in, you know, like, Deacon is always pulled to the margins. Deacon is always pulled to the unexpected places where God breaks in. Mm -hmm. And so to be clear that God's grace shows up in a dirty bird that's accessible to the poor, I think, That's exactly along the lines of word and service, right? That God's grace, God's love, God's salvation shows up in this bird that is a sign of hope for the poor, for the outcast, that God's hope is embodied in the flight of a bird that is a scavenger. As I've watched Deacon's ministry grow and flourish In this decade, knowing where she has been called so clearly to help move our community into the world where we will find ourselves out and with people who are in that scrappy margin. I think that she easily sees God in the pigeon or has worked very hard to be able to see God in the pigeon very easily. And desperately wants to help us learn how to stop looking for doves. That is the trick right there. Because as you pointed out, this particular culture really wants the dove. We do. We absolutely do. Not only do we want doves, we want doves in gilded cages. Mm-hmm. That we can pull out and release and they will fly at our command on our wedding day. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? We want fully trained doves. We don't want wild pigeons that will dive-bomb us when we have french fries. <laughs> okay, talk to me again about this translation. What is the word in the Bible? Do you know? You're going to make me look it up. I am going to make you look it up. All right, let me look it up. <gasps> okay. So in Matthew, for example, Matthew 3:15, the Greek word peristera. And in Strong's Concordance, they give us dove slash pigeon. There's such a vast difference between those two. I'm fascinated by that. But there's not a vast difference between them. I mean, they have feathers and they fly, but... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Except that if you look them up, that pigeons and dove belong to the same family of birds. Oh, that's fascinating. And if you look it up, the same family contains more than 300 species of birds. So the idea of a round body, the long pointed beak, Mm -hmm. they fit in the same kind of family. Well, I love that we just insist it be a dove and not a pigeon because of course we do. Well, Yeah. 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 Who taught this to you? You keep saying this is what I was taught. I learned this from my friend Megan. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. How did that come up? It came up, oh gosh, where were we? We were on a trip many, many, many years ago, probably 15 years ago. And Megan at the time was still working, again, this call to the streets, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Megan was working with folks on the streets, houseless individuals, and we were standing out on the streets and a whole huge flock of pigeons came down and Megan pointed out and said, did you know that the birds in the Bible that we refer to as doves are the same things as pigeons? So when you see pigeons, this is God's grace showing up all over the place. You can't keep God's grace from the streets. It's, in my opinion, a better use. I mean, I kind of wish it was put out there as pigeons in the Bible because they're just so everywhere. It seems like something that would be a lot more comforting and it would be something that is more easily understood and helpful of an imagery other than something like a dove to me is just so unattainable. Yeah. So far away. Mm Mm-hmm. So easy to control, so easy to keep away from people. Yeah, that must be it. hmm And we start to see why we would want it to be a dove instead of a pigeon. Well, we want certain aspects of religion to be, you know, that, the beauty, the unattainable, the, the thing up high. hmm Yes. Something that there's only so much of so that if I have it, you don't get it and there's not enough for everyone versus there is so much of this to go around. There is more than enough for everyone. Yeah. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. Mm -hmm. Do you think we'll ever get a sermon from Deacon Bonnie about the pigeon or the bird? (laughs) I hope so. I hope that this podcast inspires Deacon Bonnie to take the risk and to preach about this all on her own. I really do hope so. I will be looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about birds. Absolutely. It has been my delight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Deacon Bonnie, for inspiring this particular podcast. It has been a joy to share this theological rant with everyone. As you are listening, if you are curious about what more we have to say on such topics, you can check out our backlog on iTunes, Spotify, and on our website, centralportland.org. If you have a question or want a recommendation on a specific topic, you can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until you listen back to another episode again, remember, God loves you no matter what.